This is Opposite Attractions, Season 3, Episode 4. Jungle Rhythm! The Challenge, a jungle-themed attraction. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the world-famous Opposite Attractions Podcast. I am your skipper for the evening, Scotty Moore, and joining me, as always, is my skipper in training, Mr. Jim Murphy. And we're actually going into the jungle this time, for once. Oh, yeah. We're actually going, welcome to the jungle! We got fun and games! Or in my... In my case, we got booze. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about yeah, what yeah. you told me. Yes. Well, no, you well, yeah. helped me come up with it, but we'll get we'll get to that when we get to it. But apparently, or is it time for everyone's favorite show within a show? Yeah, I um. So P- Pass Fast is a our show within a show. It's basically about things I would never ever ride. Pass Fast. And, um, so th- th- apparently. Wait, hold on. Can I guess what this week's Pass okay. Fast is about? Because I, I saw something earlier today on Insider, which is one of those, like, Facebook will just show you random stuff pages. Yes. And this this one's at Knott's Berry no, Farm. No, I will break this down for... Oh! Oh! Okay, this is a, people are... This is a double Pass Fast. Um... It is home to California's first and only dive oh, roller coaster. Is that coaster. the 96 degree drop one? Yes. Yes, it's got a 96 degree drop. And like I think you're sitting, but it it does look it's straight up some of the videos look like there are people standing up on this ride and I'm like, "Yeah, no, you had me until that." Because I think it's like surfing themed and I'm like, "No." Don't you stand me up for this horror you're about to put yeah, my body through. I can't remember what through. that's called. I saw that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, Six so, Flags Great shit. America. Oh, uh, no. They, they, really, they have a, roll, a, 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 a looping attraction. Uh, that I'll get into why it's not called a roller coaster. But it's called the Mardi Gras Hangover. And it... Okay, it I'm is literally. It. I think you. I thought you would. It is literally a giant circle of track. That is it. Wait. So you know, like so, the you what? know, like the uh, at state fairs, how they have like the pirate wheel or the, and so yeah. it's just you go up and you end up spinning around. It's basically that, but on a roller coaster track. So oh, you go back no, and forth and around, not... and they're saying that it's a roller coaster, but most roller coaster enthusiasts are like, "There's no lift hill, there's no launch, so fuck you and your roller coaster." <laughs> I really, I want us to bring a pretentious um, roller coaster. So, so it is a it is a here. looping a, tri- a looping attraction, not so much a roller coaster. But the thing about this one is, is that the seats don't all face the same direction. It's like you're nope. sitting in a booth Mm-mm. at an Applebee's riding this thing <laughs> so that when you're going forward, the person there's a person staring at you and they are going backward. I think it, they said it nope. goes upside down like six times, but it's literally just a hundred foot circle. 
I prefer, and I guess we, I might use this for a ride later in the season. I prefer the idea that you're actually in an Applebee's booth. <laughs> it does look like it. I mean, it really does look like it. It is four people. It holds, I think they said it holds 32 riders, like eight sets of four. Mm-hmm. And then you just literally just loop in a circle and it just goes back and forth like you're on a, like an old pirate, pirate wheel. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no. This mine is actually going to be inside of a real Applebee's. <laughs> Looping Applebee's. You're gonna have yeah, yeah. And Strowman while you're you <laughs> while you're waiting for your meal, <laughs> they're just like, "All right, well, that'll be out in about fifteen minutes." Oh fuck! <laughs> and then you're looping for fifteen minutes in your Applebee's booth. Although when they have like their five dollar mar was it two dollar or five dollar margaritas they had at Applebee's that one time? Don't look at me on that uh, one. Because that'll be enough to destroy a man. Although from what I've seen online, I did see a video of someone making the five dollar margaritas, and it was literally just a five gallon bucket, and they were just like just pouring water into it, tequila, and then margarita mix, and I was like, this is a sham. How dare you? Yeah, people are apparently very upset that they're calling it a roller coaster. I find that hilarious. Yeah, the internet hey, always I, finds something to be upset about. I'm a pretentious person, and I'm in agreement with, with them saying it's not a roller coaster. I feel like you should have a something more than just a circle of track. That's not That doesn't work. You need to have something more than a confused Ferris wheel. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, no, I'm straight up with you guys. I do not think that's a roller coaster. I think a roller coaster is like an adventure. It's like an experience. Whereas this is more like, hey, we're going to make the, you vomit. And the PR people are like, there's a really great view if you uh, just choose to look out to the sides when you're 100 feet in the air upside down. And moving. <laughs> well, well, hold on. Or is it really like a confused Ferris wheel and it slowly starts turning no, you I upside down? Slow. I think you do move at a pretty good clip. Maybe yeah. not as fast uh, as like a full on full speed, because I, I do think the point is that sometimes you go almost all the way up and then come all the way back. But I don't know yeah, how yeah, they yeah. speed you up. I'm assuming there's something in the bottom. I remember. I remember they had a. Uh, they had a, a. I'm not calling it an amusement park because it's not <laughs> because it because anything that's portable I consider not to it's be a fair. an amusement You're park. Fair, then. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was in the parking lot of the books a million. It's not even a fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they had one of the rides that I like to just call the fuck you ride, which is where they take a giant metal stick, put a bucket on the end of it that they put humans in, then the other end has another bucket for more humans. Okay. And, uh, yeah, me and one of my friends got on it at that time, and it just flipped us upside down, and I just remember gravity banging my head against the top of it because I like that's the thing; those are the most unsafe things so in the entire it, world. Was it basically like like an eighth of a Ferris wheel? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's like an eighth of a Ferris wheel, but it went fast, so it was like a pendulum okay. kind of ride. It's so uh, it would just shoot you up. It would hold you every once in a while, which was just the biggest pile of nope I ever had in my life. 
He's like, yeah, I would get flipped upside. And I was on a pseudo date. I was on with like a girl I'm trying to impress. Screaming and then like, like I just remember like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, no. Also, it was like, I didn't try. I tried my best not to swear in front of her because she was like a good Christian girl. And then we rode one of those rides that just spin you around like a blender. And I went, hey, you're awesome and all, but fuck. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> so yeah that was my horrible ride and then of course i lost 80 dollars on one of the scam fair rides not fair rides fair yeah, like i think games. i lost like 50 a couple like last year at fair time because there's like cause the, i think it was they're getting no they're getting clever they're getting clever nowadays because like I, there are things like the balloons and the bottle, throw the ball or the bottle things and the basketball things that I'm like, okay, I've seen this before and it seems easy to rig. This was some weird dice game where like you added up the dice and you had to hit like 500 or something and homeboy didn't know how to count, I think, because I would get like five sixes and he's like, awesome, you got 20. And I'm like, no, that's not that, dude. And that's when I should have stopped, but, like, they're really good at scamming people. <laughs> and I, that's the day I lost $80 to some creepy yeah, carnival I barker. Like, I think I spent, like, 50 to get to get yeah. two poorly made plush minions. Oh, no, like my and boy. They're, they're, no, actually, mine... I don't even want to use the word plush. They have the consistency of styrofoam. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Those things are horrible. Uh, yeah, on mine, I didn't get a fucking prize. They were fairly large. I mean, they were like this big. I mean... Yeah. The alleged prize for mine was was like $500. And that's why I played. And now, being a grown man, I realize that logically, they're not going to give out $500 at the damn state fair. Probably shouldn't have played that bad boy for as much as I did. Seven years old and winning a Joe Cool, basically a Coke mirror. Basically, what Joe Cool like Snoopy from Peanuts Gang? Yeah, it was basically that. It was a picture. It was basically a mirror with his face on it. It said Joe Cool, but it was like this big, so it was basically a Coke mirror. It was good for doing Joe Cool Coke off of. Yeah. I, I What was my minion thing? I once won, like, an inappropriately large amount of minion stuff. Well, you did work like at, at an arcade. No, no, no. This wasn't even Universal, my boy. This was some random arcade, and I won a bunch of tickets, and they're like, what would you like? And I'm like, oh, is that a set of four minions shot glasses? <laughs> yes, I'd like those. I want those stuffed minions. Uh, can I have those Minions novelty pencils behind you? Like, I emptied their ass out on Minions things, and then I just ended up using them for a Dirty Santa gift later in the year. Uh, so, Jim Murphy, this is a podcast that's bad at talking about what it's actually about. <laughs> because we are a show all about building our own theme park. We can probably of do course, better for than those... state, a state fair. I, we definitely do better than the Books a Million State Fair of Shame. Um, and, of course, you know, we've had Apex, the superhero. Yes. No, yes, yeah, superhero theme park. Vista, the streaming theme park. This season, we said, fuck it. It's a whatever theme park. 
Just do whatever it is, it you is want. Versus it is, it is uh, no, it is it is uh, host versus host. It's spy versus spy, and last week you given us you had given us the challenge to uh, to oh I got jungle fever you got jungle fever to make a jungle ride. Uh, so Jim Murphy, hit me with your best shot because because mine's I, coming. Okay, so. My my attraction is called Jim's Apparently Amazing Jungle Adventure, and it stars me. Oh fuck! This is a me move. Yeah, uh, it is a uh, slow moving, hanging ride through, kind of like Peter Pan's Flight. That is what I'm going for there. Oh okay. Uh, basically, it is uh, you you travel through scenes that depict a trip that I took to a jungle, uh, like uh, to basically into a jungle. Um, mm-hmm. I do the narration for the ride. But uh, and I also do the video for the pre-show, but it's very obvious that I'm a complete idiot. Oh, okay. So basically, I, I wanted to do like if when did I think how this this earlier, uh, like if Cave Johnson made a theme park, slightly oh, slightly fuck. that yes. more like really d- dumb. Basically, um, I I treat everything as though I am like a. Uh, like a world-renowned adventurer, but the actual ride itself, all the scenes, are like what really happened, and it's not anywhere close to what I'm saying it is. Oh yeah, yeah. So like you're running away from yeah. A so it's um. So first off, the uh, the queue is broken into essentially three sections. There's the exhibit section mm-hmm. that's on the second floor, that is basically like stuff that I supposedly brought back from the jungle. But if anything yeah. in any of the exhibits says that I explicitly brought it back, you can tell that it was like bought at a cheap sh- store. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, let's, so that's that's basically like the second floor exhibit section. The first floor is basically a series of switchback ramps that take you up to the second floor. Since it's like a hanging thing, you got to get up in the air eventually. So yeah. you're going up this ramp, and there's video screens everywhere. And on the video screens, there's, like, two videos to play. There's one that's, like, a general safety video. But then there's another one that's hosted by me that yeah. it, it was it was obviously filmed in the upstairs exhibit section before it was done. And you can tell that, like, people are still mm-hmm. working in the background trying to put it together. And, and I come in, and I'm basically, like, um, like I, 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 like, act, like, all egotistical uh and yeah, yeah. I, uh, you're pulling a real scotty yeah. Moore move this so, week like uh i basically tell people not to go onto your side of the park uh i bring up the fact that you i, I bring up <laughs> the fact that you have a drink for kids that's named shit uh, i don't say that in the video but i, I imply it um yeah so uh at, at one point at the end of the video i i I basically want to show off something that I found at the jungle, and I'm like, no, just throw it at me. And the guy, like, off screen, you see somebody chuck it at me, and I drop it. And so I, but I'm yeah. like, no, I caught it before it hit the ground, and I hold it up, and it's obviously in two pieces. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, where did I get this again? What village did I get this in? And the guy, cameraman's like, the Mexico City airport. And I'm like, yeah. I can't even pronounce that. That's amazing. No, 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 even better than Mexico Pavilion. <laughs> God. So, uh, I actually, I say, I say they have such crazy names for their villages. So many vowel sounds. You're really good at pronouncing that. What was that? Who was that one guy? Uh, Quetzalcoatl, Quetzalcoatl, Quest Bar. Yeah. 
So you, whenever you get up to this subtle plug, <laughs> yeah. subtle plug for my shit. When, whenever you get up into the second section of the pre-show, you actually see that statue, and it's obviously like in two pieces, and you can see like a really mm. bad like sales tag on the back. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you get to the um. The the second part, and like there's uh, there's more narration in this. It's basically talking about like, um. Or there's there's little plaques that say like uh, in this area you can hear music that like I heard on my journey that I really liked, but it's obvious that every song is like a, a nor as like a regular pop or rock song, but it's just done in like a jungle style with like steel drums and shit. Oh yeah. But I act like they're all. But it, like my my narration basically makes it sound like they're like historical, like native songs. Yeah. Uh, also, you. Uh, uh, I let's see here. Let me go through. So I do the I basically do the loading area spiel, which says to um, it says they're that says the vehicle's like a flying vehicle, and I said everything looks so much better from the canopies of the rainforest, and you don't know how incredibly large even the smallest bugs are. Please remember mm. to keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the vehicle. You wouldn't want any bugs to get on you. Don't worry though, they're mostly plastic. And then somebody, and then uh, I was like, and then I said, I wouldn't put real bugs in my attraction. And then there's like somebody basically like you hear someone interrupt me over like the over the monitor to tell me that they're real bugs and so oh, then i'm yeah. like no like i said i said they're mostly plastic I'm like have fun mm-hmm. so then um the the back of the loading area would be a map that was supposedly mark all my uh like where i went on my journey but if you look real close it's just a map of san francisco where all the tourist destinations are just uh replaced with like foreign sounding names that still sound exactly like what they really are yeah. Uh, let's see. So for the actual ride, uh, you would see me that I would be basically dre- be dre- dressed like a mixture of a Jungle Cruise skipper and the Joker from The Killing Joke. <laughs> That's perfect. That's essentially how I'd look, and you would basically see me just like hiding in the background or whatever. But I, I actually came up with the scenes. There would be nine scenes total. Uh. And there would be a slight drop between the seventh and the eighth scenes. And as follows, here they are basically as what I say they are and what the actual scene is. So the first scene is me hiring a guide. But what you actually see is basically me getting mugged outside the airport. Okay. The, uh, the second scene is that I, uh, I'm visiting a local mystic shop and trying to get a relic of some importance. But it's actually me getting pickpocketed by, th- uh, th- uh, by the staff. And being sold some fake that's being like mass produced in the back room. Yeah, thought you were gonna say you're at a hot topic. No. Uh, the third scene is me fighting a. I say I'm fighting a snake, but it's actually my guide's almost getting eaten by a snake while I hide in the corner. Yeah. Uh, the fourth scene, I'm fending off a hippo, but it's basically me at like a zoo staring at a hippo from behind an electric fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fifth scene is uh, that I quote unquote discover an ancient temple. But uh, what I don't notice is on the other side of the temple, there's, like, families getting their picture taken. Like, it's a hot tourist yeah. area. Um, or, or or it's the last hole on a mini golf course. <laughs> exactly good. Yes. Uh, let's see. Number six. Uh, it's me saying that I'm making friends with monkeys. But it's actually, like, um, like, a jeep with me and my guides on top of it, scared out of my mind while, like, monkeys, like, uh, yeah. try to attack the, the truck we're in on. Yeah. Uh, the seventh scene is that I'm sleeping in a rustic treehouse, but it's actually me in a sleeping bag, scared out of my mind, even though it's obviously that I'm in, like, a treehouse hotel. Yeah. 
and then uh, you drop down the drop, and then the next scene is that it says uh, basically I act like I'm or I say that I'm befriending a local or a a wild jungle cougar, but what you actually see is me trying to flirt with an older woman at a bar. That's a good one. I like that. That's a good one. Well, there's the last one, and it's um. It says that I returned. I basically say that I'm returning to civilization as a hero, but it's just me getting mugged outside the airport again. <laughs> okay, I'm down with that. And that what was the full name? It was oh, Jim's it's a, it's apparently. A, it's, it's basically called Jim's apparently amazing jungle adventure. But if you look at the sign from the yeah. outside, the word apparently wouldn't be obvious, but it would be hidden like in the sign somehow. Because I wouldn't want to yeah, call yeah. it that because it's about me. But like the, it's basically like the people that built the ride are like, no, we got this. That's apparently amazing. So <laughs> the um, the uh, it would you would come out of the exit, the unloading area, and there would be two gift shops, one on the second floor, one on the first floor. The second floor one would basically be like, uh, look at what an idiot our boss is, and then the first one would actually be like more like normal, like it would be like what I thought the ride was. Yeah. As if you don't know that the second part. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. Like I never, like like I've never been on the ride ever. What the hell? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's Jim's apparently amazing jungle fucking adventure. <laughs> now I have to give you credit for part of mine because we were just riffing on Facebook the other day, and I think you came up with this concept of the Jungle Cruise, except the skipper is just like this fucking drunk ass frat boy. Who's just like, what's up, dude? Well, there's a fucking hippo or something. I don't remember shit. that, what's but I'll have to go back and look at my notes. Well, that, yeah, it's all right. That's the idea that I came up with. But then I, like, I started writing it today, and obviously it is, in fact, called the world famous Jungle Booze, and it has a two drink minimum. And the, and the special drink for the ride is basically just a flight of alcohol. Because uh, it's going to have a real, almost like, I don't know, almost like Soren, where you're going to all these different countries, except it's all animatronic well, stuff. And if, you go. If you remember, in the, in the real Jungle Cruise, you visit um, four rivers across three continents on a three week tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on this one, this ain't no fucking rivers. You just kind of end up going to like these places that were where famous liquors came from. So Irish whiskey, scotch, tequila in Mexico, all of that. And so uh, I actually did write out uh, one, because obviously there will be variations, like the real Jungle Cruise, there will be variations, but I have written out the script. So I just want you to close your eyes and just go on a fucking mind journey with me. You board your boat and there's a lovely man standing at the front, sipping on a glass of something that's alcoholic and um finally after you guys all get boarded up he starts pulling you out he starts pulling so you're, out you're uh you're actually like is it is it real alcohol or is it you know i want these people to actually be able to the, do the script correctly fake alcohol um i'm probably gonna say like the kind of person can... that would just be like fuck it let's give our employees liquor well, firstly, yes, but I also want... To, we're going to have very intense classes on training them to know a bit like... You know how they say in yoga, child's pose is the most difficult position because you have to be able to admit to yourself that you need to chill out 
and go into child's pose. Well, that's kind of what we teach them is you need to learn when to swap to the fake <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> so, all right, you get on the boat and then finally he starts pulling out of the port and he goes, uh, welcome ladies and gentlemen to the world famous jungle booze. I'll be your bartender for the evening. That's bartender, not to be confused with chicken tenders. <laughs> Main difference being that one goes in your body before you drink and one goes in after. Okay, let's get started. My applause signs across the room. I can't get this. <laughs> so uh, you start going down the thing. He starts going. Uh, you guys start kind of going down this nice river. Uh, he goes, now, like I said, you are all aboard the world famous Jungle Booze, which is, of course, not to be confused with that weird old thing they try to get you to ride at Disney. Bob Iger, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I know that if I if I was ever possibly gonna get a job there, I just ruined it. Oh, it's better than a uh, Chopak. That dude's a robot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys keep going through, and then you finally enter this like lovely wooded area. You hear bagpipes, not bagpipes. You hear like flute, pan flute music playing, like a bunch of beautiful things. He goes, okay, now we're going to start things off in the world of Irish whiskey. After a, few sh- after a few shots of this, your vision will definitely be doubling. Now, of course, as we look out at the sights of Ireland, if you look out the left of the boat, you'll see a traditional Catholic nativity scene. Now, I know it seems empty. That's just because it's damn impossible to find three wise men and a virgin in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, uh, as, uh, as, as he's talking about Irish whiskey and a lovely Irish whiskey comes out and then you can drink it and that's your first drink of the night. And so then you start smelling like this beautiful burnt wood smell, this beautiful burnt wood smell coming into your nostrils. And he goes, all right, now as we move on to the next country, ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you that you're not smelling Rome burning. You're actually smelling the country of Scotland where the only thing that burns is their pee. Now, now, as you can see, each of you has a lovely glass of scotch in front of you, good for drinking it straight, making cocktails, and, of course, stripping paint off your car. Then that's when you have, like, a nice Highland Park, or you have a lovely Lagavulin scotch to take down. All right, so now, after this, the boat kind of starts going a little bit faster to get you out of Scotland. Like, you see all these funny things on the side, and there's more jokes, and then you rush out of Scotland. And you start going into the next world, and he goes, All right, uh, now forgive me for speeding up, but we need to start rushing things along here. (laughs) Yes, that pure, unadulterated hand sanitizer smell can only mean one thing. It's vodka! Of course, famous for its use in Moscow mules, white Russians, and of course in my parents' divorce settlement. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and Branson. Now, of course, I was going to make a few jokes while we were here about Russian President Vladimir Putin, but that lovely man in the bushes over there informed me that that was probably a bad idea, and then you see a guy with a sniper rifle in a bush. So instead, I'm going to just sing the Russian national anthem, and then, like, it's straight up like, Vlad, or what the fuck? Um, Nikolai Volkov. Ivan Col- yeah, Nikolai Volkov in the 80s. The dude just starts singing the Russian national anthem. And then you see, like, this massive stone wall in front of you, and it looks like your path is blocked. Like, it looks like there's no way you can move on. And he goes, all right, ladies and gentlemen, now it's time to sail into the world of Mexico. Looks like they attempted to stop us by building a wall, but luckily we're in a boat and can just sail the fuck around it. Now, 
Now, if any of you have not enjoyed your time here on the world-famous Jungle Booze, just take a shot of that tequila in front of you, and you'll, I'm sure you'll forget everything by the time you get off the ship. And so that's when you go through, like, this lovely Mexican land. The Russian land also was very cold. I'm sorry, I'm getting bad at descriptions now. Um, and then you go into, like, the uh, Mexican area, and the Mexican area is very nice, but I realized, like, I wanted that. Because, you know, Jungle Cruise has that awesome Aztec temple. I wanted something like that. And then I remembered that the oldest drink of all time was, of course, created by gods, which is why we are now entering the Temple of the Gods. All right, now on to one of the earliest liquors itself, the drink of the gods, mead. Now that's why we have to be very quiet, ladies and gentlemen, as we slip into the Tomb of the Ancient Ones. It's where we'll find the last liquor on our tour, as long as we don't awaken any angry gods. I actually heard that Thor camps out around this place, so we need to keep things very low-key. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not Thank even... I, I'm angry, but not even... <laughs> <laughs> We've really swapped roles. I'm the one with the shitty jokes, and you're the one just making egotistical shots across the bow. Um, and then, of course, you reach this point where you see, like, this holy grail-looking thing, the guy gets off the boat, uh, your skipper gets, or bartender skipper gets off the boat to go grab the mead to give it to you guys, uh, and then there's, like, this really cool light show, and he ends up running out, um, and he grabs the mead, and he starts pouring it for everybody, and that's kind of your end, and that's when you start pulling back ashore, he goes, uh, alright, now, I know a lot of you have noticed that we may have left out a few of your favorite liquors, and unfortunately, if we have, I guess you'll just have to gin and bear it, uh, and then he goes, all right, now as we approach the shore, ladies and gentlemen, I can only hope that this ride has raised your confidence and, of course, lowered your standards. And to finish things up, a quote from Oscar Wilde. Everything in moderation, including moderation. And then you guys all get so on. So it's, it's two drinks before you even get on, and then once you get on, you get like six more, five more. It's two drinks. Well, I'm going to say half shots. <laughs> So you get a half shot of tequila, a half shot so of whiskey. So it's two drinks to get on, and then you get more when you're there. That's what you're saying. Well, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, no. You gonna get <laughs> fucked up, my boy. This ride gonna take you down. I just wanted a dirty jungle cruise. I was like, I just want to be able to use all the jokes that I've wanted to use. I think you succeeded. I did it. Including a joke about fucking Bob Iger. <laughs> Which is, of course, what we all aspire to do in our comedy worlds. Make a joke about fucking Bob Iger. Alright, so Jim Murphy, it's been an episode, but we gotta figure out the challenge for next week, and... Dun -dun. The lights have just come down like it's... Who wants to be me? Your challenge next week is to... Build a ride that is fucking spooky, I guess, or some shit. So make a spooky ride. Oh, that's right. I guess we should tell everybody at home who's enjoying this delightful episode is the fact that uh, you're going out of town next week. You're going to I'm going to the beach. Surf City. <laughs> Surf City, Surf USA. City USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's been an episode of Jim Murphy. Where can they find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Apparently Smart. And, uh, yeah, all my tweets were stolen by Mitch Hedberg 20 years ago. 
so <laughs> that's why you don't see me tweet ever. I think of something and I and go, damn entire... it! The hippie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, ent- my entire jungle booze routine yes. was stolen from fucking Mitch Edberg. Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And make sure to buy all my books on Amazon. Queasel Corp, which uh, fucking Jim given me that nice plug earlier for. The whole Queasel Corp trilogy is finally out, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure to pick it up for yourself. It's spelled Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. And, of course, BS versus the Gods. The book where me and my co-host on A Load of BS, Blake Tanner, we fight Grecian gods, have epic battles, and we also drink heavily and that's basically the whole book and of course make sure to go to a load of pure bs.com and check out all the other bs network programs like a load of bs i was just talking about fight boys the pro wrestling podcast and then of course the brand new show fun fiction where me and my best friend brenna clark we look at different things we've done solo we did deadpool 2 i think this week we're doing stranger things and we read fan fiction about it and try to come up with our own fan fiction and try to create this whole beautiful world of stuff just based off of media on fun fiction so make sure to check that out and make sure to check out all the older seasons of opposite attractions at opposite-attractions.com make sure to check out our superhero theme park apex the interactive theme park vista and then of course if you want to find us on twitter you can over at op at show that's spelled o-p-p a-t-t S-H-O-W-R-U down with O-P-P!